Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard. Starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai. Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron. Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot. And Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervoke Samurai, Margo. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello, you're listening to Prismatic Guard, a We Play RPGs podcast. And I am your host, Eli, joined by my many mortal enemies. Hi, I'm Abby, and I play Flint. I'm Jason, and I play Rovarth. I'm Jerry, and I play Roscoe Suitfoot. I'm Ashley, and I play Margo, your deadliest mortal enemy. Also, I'm cutest. Yeah, that's yeah. true. This is very true. See, <laughs> Ashley is a very deadly mortal enemy as long as you don't, like, caress her face with the back of your hand and Fuck go, Gollum! Gollum! God damn it. Why? <laughs> you know, Ashley's the most Why? deadliest of all of us as long as you don't have coordination, precision, and an ability to move out of the way. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that was a burn! That hurts! <laughs> wow. And now the real enemy has revealed water. herself. <laughs> what did you say about water? I said you better get some cool water to pour on I that. I know. Just dive into a waterfall. Do I need to call the burn and... unit? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of very cool things, this episode is brought to you by Metallic Dice Games and their wonderfully cool to the touch stone dice. Including a set of opal dice that I just ordered and just came in for uh, Abby as a present for continuing her schooling. And I can promise you one thing. Despite how smooth and cool they are, I have not put any of them in my mouth. Thank God. Thank you. (laughs) You've resisted the impulse. It always alarms now, me when you say that. Like, but it's so nice when you chew on some dice. It is. Don't encourage oh him. God. And if you want to get some dice for you to put in your own mouth, then you can go to metallicdicegames.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD to get 10% off your entire order. They're going to have to put a label on it because of you. <laughs> no, do not deep throaty the D20. <laughs> Please do not deep throat our dice. I'm so sad right now. I can just buy you some candy dice. Well, so you can like fulfill well, your dream on. of eating dice. <laughs> I I know something that will make you feel better. Found familiar coffee. Yes. yes. Coffee will make me feel better. That you can put down your throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I rolled on that segue like I was a fucking internet millionaire from 2003. What? Don't worry about it. I guess that was was too deep a cut. Uh, It was. So, Found Familiar Coffee, of which I finished a cup earlier. Yes! All their coffee has fantasy-themed names and artwork. They credit the artists a... How much is it? I don't know how big the bags are, but I usually get, like... It usually takes me 
about three weeks to a month to get through a bag because I only drink like one cup a day. Takes longer. Sometimes two. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I believe each bag is like a pound. And I want to say that bag is about like $15, not including shipping or with shipping. I can't remember. On average, they're about $15, $16, not including the shipping. Honestly, it's worth it, though. It's good. What I've found is that if you go to foundfamiliar.com slash play it forward to get that 10% discount, it kind of mitigates the cost of the shipping. It does. It does. Yep. It's 15 without the shipping. With the shipping, you have questionable pairings with your coffee. That's just how it goes. So the average bag is about 12 ounces, which is a little bit less than a pound. Uh, um, which is still nice. But soon they will start selling five pound bags. Which we need. Mm-hmm. Keep ourselves stocked yeah. with the coffee. I know. I I have a mighty need. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was thinking, oh, I should get their subscription, which is another thing you can do. But then I realized I have absolutely no idea how long it takes me to get through a single bag. <laughs> yeah, I did the subscription and ended up with a ton of coffee. I think I gave two bags away so people could try it. My sister-in-law and then some to you, Eli. I mean... Yeah. I'm still kind of nursing the the initial bag I bought because I'm one of those freak people that uh, I don't drink coffee because it just gives me an an accelerated heart rate and I don't need that in my life. Well, and that's why you should get something like Seeming or Spare the Dying, which is a decaf. So you still get all the great flavor, but you don't have to uh, deal with that side of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. But then I have to be careful to make sure I empty out the coffee pot when I do that, because otherwise my uh, it's not going to end well for my parents. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't think Spare the Dying is... <laughs> false Life. I think you think, think about that False spare... Life. False Life is the one I was thinking of, yes. Spare the Dying <laughs> sounds very caffeinated. So, yeah, I think that's what I have now, I want to say. No, I have initiative. Yeah, that, that was in my brain. <laughs> um, but... This episode is also brought to you by me. Yay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, if you go to royalartisanprops.com, you can follow the support us links to get to my Etsy page. And if you use the coupon code listener, you get 10% your entire order. Off your entire order? Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. So. Last time, last time on the Prismatic God. It was very eventful. <laughs> yeah, so many things. You guys once again laid siege. Yes. <laughs> we seem to do that a lot. You did cause a whole lot of collateral damage, but setting fire to a 20 by 20 room full of gunpowder is just going to do that. Yes. The important thing is, we may have killed a bunch of people we didn't know, but we rescued the one person we were looking for. You know, we're not very heroic, but at the same time... We're successful. I never admitted to being a hero. (laughs) Speak for yourself. You're not the heroes we asked for. (laughs) Not the heroes we asked for, but the heroes we have. God damn it, we have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey, we, we also probably made set back an evil dictator's plan to take over, and we probably also made her them look real bad 
<laughs> so we we did some good. You have definitely destabilized the power structure of this region. Yep. Then we killed one of the rebellion's leaders. So you know perfectly balanced. Yeah, it all balanced out. Mm-hmm. That's all RPG should be. <laughs> <laughs> you killed half the party. A small price to pay. <laughs> oh. I just imagine some NPC walking up to us going, you killed my brother. We don't even know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Inigo Montoya. Who are you? You killed my father. Do you know how no, little that, that narrows, narrows it, it down? down? We killed plenty of fathers. We keep the orphanages full. <laughs> Without us, the orphanage market would dry up. Now I wow. feel bad. I, I mean, I don't, but oh, man, that's just because so I'm the one dark. who made the joke. <laughs> yeah, Rovarth pulled some uh, cowboy outlaw shit. <laughs> Cowboys and necessary. aliens outlaw shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Didn't the Cowboys and Aliens movie also have ninjas in it? I don't think so. I saw it should have. It did not, unfortunately. It should have had ninjas. What am I thinking? It probably should have. Oh, there is a movie that's still on Netflix about a uh, samurai who's just like tried to leave his life behind. He went in this old west town. It is essentially cowboys versus ninjas. Oh, wow. That sounds delightful and I need it. Also, that might be more historically accurate than uh, we want to admit. I want there to be a movie where a samurai goes to be a professional wrestler and the movie's called Slamurai. Okay. This is going to be completely irrelevant by the time this episode comes out, but Jerry, did you see uh, any previews for the TV show Heel? No, I have not, actually. I think it's an Amazon show, but uh, it's about two brothers. One of them's a face, one of them's a heel, uh, and they're fighting over who gets to take over their wrestling dad's legacy. Oh, okay. It's a, uh, well, it's a drama, but it's based in the world of wrestling. Oh, okay, I'll have to go scope that out. I only saw it because Steve is in the show. That's right. I knew Steven was working on a show around wrestling because he's a legit, you know, fan and respects the business, which gives me hope. <laughs> he also has gotten to fist fight uh, Stardust several times. Yes, he has. And I've gotten to watch him wrestle live, actually. That's pretty dope. It was pretty dope. So you guys don't really have any friends as you're leaving, Bemin. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the good news is that you don't actually have to make any, uh, well, you don't have to make any survival checks to stay on track. That's good. Uh, to Uthil, because there's roads. Where we're going, we need roads. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, the only reason you needed uh, to make survival checks on your way to uh, the UN Empire is just because there aren't... The way you were coming from, there aren't really any roads. It's just like, yeah, it's in that direction, but is there a path we can follow? No. Just look at the stars. Pretty much. The stars are your guide. I just imagine someone saying that, like, the like the stars are your guide. That's cool. Can I have a map? <laughs> <laughs> cool story, bro. Give me a map. Um, And I believe you guys have plenty of... Uh, trail rations. Yep. I'm not going to correct you. Yeah, <laughs> me either. I have been keeping track of my trail rations, and I got a fuck ton, so we should be good. 
So, Roscoe, something that you would just know, because especially because you are a scholar of the mm-hmm. Great War, one of the things that kept Uthul protected was that they're on the peninsula of Onun. Okay. And a lot of their their major cities are inside of a small unnamed mountain range. Okay. On that peninsula. Right. Which so between the ocean on almost every side, a major river and a mountain range. <laughs> it's it would cost so much in resources to attack Uthal. Right. Despite how badly everyone would like to attack Uthal, because Uthal was selling uh, guard machinations, which are soldiers, to both sides during the war. War profiteering. Yes. And Rovarth, you would also know that Uthal was war profiteering. All right. How you specifically feel about that, eh, that's, a, that's up to you. But one thing you guys do know, because I believe you were told to uh, go to a shrine at the base of the Whispering Mountains. I actually forgot to write that down. Uh, yeah, there's a Jason, shrine. Jason, you take extensive notes. Uh, no, I don't. Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was the Whispering Mountains. Yeah, there was a shrine. Well, I know it was the Whispering Mountains. I just couldn't remember the specifics. I mean, that's close enough to what I have written down because I decided to like, hey, maybe I should write this down. Yeah, that would be good because I thought Margo yeah. would. I mean, mine. Uh, I have things written down, but it's it's a lot. <laughs> uh, are we talking about the mountains we were supposed to go to? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Whisper Mountains. Uh, we're supposed to meet. What was it the Revenant? No, we killed that. Okay. You were supposed by dying to priest <laughs> priest under the eastern edge of the whispering That's mountains. That's right, a uh, a priest of Jackdana. Mm-hmm. So, if you guys wanted to do that first, now would be the time. That would actually be a good idea. Like now would be the decision whether you're going to do it now or later. I think doing it now. We need to do it now. Okay. You don't just put off a god's request or goddess's request. Well, she did say you were welcome to finish what you were doing first. We did technically finish it. It's just up to Elric to get back. I mean, we do have Elric, so at this point, it's just basically like, yeah, let's do that thing now. (laughs) Is it along Um, the way is the big question. Yes. It is out of your way. Oh. 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 There's a river. That comes up, a major river that comes up out of the coast, and it's actually, Bemen is built around where the river kind of tapers off. Mm -hmm. And the Whispering Mountains are on the western side of that river, and Uthil is on the eastern side of that river. Well, I would say that we need to get Eldrick to a place where we know 100% he can't be retaken. And make sure that he's safe, too. Exactly. Because whatever we're going to do is going to be stupid dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like it okay. should be on, a, on one of our tombstones. Just like, he died doing something st- stupidly dangerous. <laughs> no, I think there should be three tombstones. One says, they died dangerously. One says, they died stupidly. And the other one says, they died stupid dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the most part, 
it's pretty quiet. You know, there's this area isn't known for its banditry. Uh, again, because it's technically a part of Uthil. <laughs> Uh, and Uthul is rife with machinations. And for our listeners, machinations are uh, brass, copper, and steel golems. And they're actually more like clockwork golems, but they are powered by crystals that uh, resonate magic very, very efficiently. Mm. And that makes them... Uh, very useful for what a lot of mechanations are, are. The thing with mechanations is that they are vulnerable to thunder damage. And I say that because this is something Flint would know. Um, just 100%. <laughs> and they are vulnerable to thunder damage, but they're still insanely tough. So in other words, we don't want to pick a fight with them. Yeah, game mechanics terms, the weakest mechanation is still like a challenging three or four. Yeah, like, probably could do that, but like, why would we want to? You guys could definitely take on a few, say, guard uh, mechanations, because they're basically just robot dogs. <laughs> Robot dogs. Um, oh god! Like the nineties dogs. Yeah. Oh, like little like, music dogs. Say a soldier mechanation. No, they that would be a tough fight if there's more than one of them. Let's not fight them. Or a warrior mechanation. That just sounds horrifying. Like a warrior mechanation. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a an old timey Roman soldier, except he's made uh, entirely out of clockwork. Kinda. More like those clockwork soldiers from Dishonored 2. Yeah. Yeah, warrior mechanations are a challenge rating of five. Just a mass of spinning blades. Oh, oh that's no, that's bad. the uh, assassin mechanation. They're a challenge rating oh. of ten. Oh, okay. So we're sounding like Star Wars now. Uh, these mechanations are the most complicated of all mechanations. Lithe and humanoid, they are lightly armored and can split their two arms into four to more efficiently destroy their targets. Oh, that's horrifying. Like, on one hand, it's... Dude, that's... Just imagine one of those getting sent after you were, like, seeing the carnage. That's just awful. Uh, they can also just be invisible. Oh. Oh, I don't like that. Flint just starts rambling about these things, and Margaret just turns to Flint and goes, Can we be invisible now? <laughs> now, as you're traveling, you. Margo, you estimate that you guys are about mm, five days travel from the coast, uh, where you are on the road now. Uh, but you guys are approaching a town. It's a gnome town. And it appears that they are mostly that or that they're in the middle of setting up for some kind of celebration. Oh. I want to find out what it is. Let's say the rest of the group. Well, good lady. As much as I would like to 
be interested in the goings of a small town, we do have quite a ways to go. Hmm. Okay. Well, and Elric goes, I mean, I wouldn't mind getting to, you know, sleep in a bed for a night. That would be great. Uh, <sighs> we could sleep for a night and, and, and do fun stuff and then be back on the road early tomorrow morning. Well, we have definitely been putting our noses to the grindstone. I will not object. It'll be good to relax for a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> it said in a voice that says, Roscoe's probably not going to have much fun, <laughs> period. <laughs> Flint just pats you on the shoulder. It's okay. Well, I mean, it's very easy to find... In inn, you know, somewhere to stay. And Roscoe does ask the innkeeper, Good sir, what, what is being set up for? I want a second while I find this guy's voice. <laughs> Your voice will be judged harshly. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> Made a whole list of accents. Really? Well, that are, like, common to each, like, you know... Oh, to each region. Well, not necessarily each region, but each language. Hmm. Like, um, Draconic sounds like what we would consider, um, Persian. Mm-hmm. So someone whose first language is Draconic would likely have, like, an accent. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, but likely. Yeah. But that's also why dwarves tend to have southern accents. Mm-hmm. And elves tend to have French accents. There we go. Uh, so, this barman uh, says, uh, Hello, we're setting up for the Festival of Flutes. Ooh, flutes? What do you guys do? Uh, mostly, we play a lot of music and drink a lot of beer. That sounds like my kind of party. Is there uh, any particular reason this holiday is celebrated? Anything of cultural significance or historical? We do it to celebrate the gnome goddess Middle. Hmm. And everybody can make religion checks. (laughs) Nine. I remember (laughs) us talking about this, Eli. I know what this is. This was literally two years ago, I think, but I remember... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Flint got a 21. All right. 21 what did also. Roscoe and Rovarth get? 21. Rovar got a 8. Okay. Um, Flint, you remember hearing something about this goddess? And Roscoe, you know that she is a much lesser deity. Possibly even Granbella Emberstone herself. Uh, there's a lot of debate among scholars on whether these more local gods are their own distinct entities or just the greater gods disguising themselves, like a different name. Right. But Middle is known for being a uh, goddess of music. Okay, well, that makes total sense. (laughs) Music and dedication and things like that. That's cool. And the uh, bartender goes, uh, 
According to our town's legend, uh, she saved this whole area from a Tarrasque. Jesus. Saying she played the right notes on a flute and killed the beast dead. Wow. That's most impressive. Yeah, it is. That good sir sounds like something worth celebrating every year. Oh, yes. Also, brings a lot of tourists in, which is good for my business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense. What brings you all here other than the festival? We're traveling. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> I don't want to give too many details. Uh, we're traveling <sighs> to where? I can't remember. Shit. I... The Whispering Mountains. That's not true. We're doing that after this. Were we... Were we trying to get Elric again? I can't remember. We're we're getting we were getting a friend of ours somewhere safe. Okay, there we Back go. To we're gonna family. go meet my friend who lives in Gotten. <laughs> yeah. And the bartender goes, "Oh yeah, I visited there on vacation once. It's a nice city." Well, that's good to know, good sir. Anything you can tell us about on a, that we may encounter on our way there? Mm. Any other towns? Anything that we should be cautious of? Well, I didn't encounter anything too terribly um, scary. Then we'll be fine then. I appreciate that input. So you said this was a musical and drinking festival. Mostly, yes. We also build a big pinata of a tarasque, and then the children break it open with sticks. That sounds fun, (gasps) good sir. (laughs) (sighs) Roscoe turns his head and goes... He said children. I am small as a child. (laughs) That does count. Roscoe turns his head and goes, I am interested in the drinking part. (laughs) Well, (laughs) this bartender looks at uh, Margo and says, you are about the size of a gnome child. (laughs) (laughs) So I could could play too? I wouldn't tell you no. (laughs) Have at it, Margo. I'm so excited. Um, at this exact moment, there's this small tremor. Uh-oh. Uh, you all feel it, and the you know glasses rattle a bit. And uh, the bartender goes, Oh, don't worry about that. The town is built on, on caves. They say they go all the way to the coast. And sometimes when the waves get a little bit too exciting, it can rumble. Ah. Oh, oh okay. That doesn't worry you? I have lived in this town my whole life, and we've always had them. Oh, okay. They are a bit more frequent. Oh, they are? I mean, I think so, but I don't really keep track of that. It's not my job. That's true. Is it someone's job? Mm, The mayor might know. Okay. What time did we get into town? Like... Well, ask, what time does the celebration start? Like late afternoon. Uh, the celebration doesn't start till tomorrow. Okay. But we that doesn't mean we can't have some drinks tonight. Yeah. That's true. Exciting. Yep. And after everything we've been through, Roscoe's, <laughs> Roscoe's going to drink. After Rovar straight up murdered a man and, and almost cold blood, yes. Yep. We well, get... and for some context, you guys have been on the road for probably about mm, five days. Yeah. So it's drinking time. Yeah. Drinking time. 
Yeah, Roscoe, I think you would know, like, you're not in the UN Empire anymore. Yeah. So we can relax our guard a little bit. Yeah, you've probably got it. You can probably relax for a couple days without worrying about somebody coming right yeah. at you. You guys caused a lot of chaos. Yeah. I think Roscoe's mood is he isn't so much worried about you and Empire as Roscoe's still just recovering from his personal conflict. <laughs> yeah. All that emotional and, you know, straight up murdering an uh, unarmed yeah. prisoner for the first time in um, years, probably. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody want to do anything in particular before the festival tomorrow? No. Uh, just get a little drunk. I think that's it. Yeah. Maybe ask the mayor about the tremors. Yeah. Yeah, let's do too. that. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, you can talk to the mayor now. It's only early evening. Oh, I uh, I do want to do something. So Flint gets a drink, mm. uh, and he's just you know drinking, chilling. Then uh, he just he's he sees some kids run past and just kind of stops and goes. Just slowly stands up and goes, I'm a bad parent, and freaks and freaks out and runs to the room so he can send up send a message <laughs> off to the kids. Alright. <laughs> so Rovarth, you wanted to talk to the mayor? Yeah, just to just to ask about his tremors and if there's anything to be worried about or if there's anything that might Okay. Um, ruined the festival. Her name is uh, Anna Schlopak. Anna Schlopak. Yes. Okay. And she's actually out and about in the town square kind of overseeing the decorations and making sure everything's good to go. Alright. I'll, uh, I'll walk up to her. Miss Anna Schlopak, I presume? Duh. And you would be. Oh, I'm a traveler, tourist, really. Uh, name's Rovarth. I was um, informed about these tremors you've been having. Are, is there anything to be worried about with that? or? Mm, I do not think so. We have had tremors here in this area forever. All right. Is um, there? I, I am told they are more frequent, but I couldn't say. They are certainly not worse. Wow. Well, that's good to hear. Um, are there any going-ons that need to be taken care of to ensure the festival is well, the best one you, you'll ever have? Or, Well, actually, you could help us. Uh, and she basically just, like, you're tall, <laughs> so she just gets you to help, like, hang stuff. Oh, my God, it's so cute. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I do. Because <laughs> uh, the town is mostly gnomes and halflings. Yeah. You know, there are a few dwarves um, and some tieflings, which you guys have probably seen more tieflings just out and about uh, on this continent than you have anywhere else on Thar. Mm -hmm. Cool. Which is to be expected. There's less racists, but anyway. <laughs> I don't know about less racists, but it's it costs a lot of money to cross the ocean. That That too. Yeah, and Rovarth, as you're setting stuff up, um, make a dexterity check for me. Sure. My dice hate me today, apparently. Uh, that's going to be low. Let's figure out how low in a second. How low can you go? Uh, that's a four. <laughs> All right. Um, you're just going to take one damage as you as a tremor comes through. 
and you lose your balance okay. on the step stool you're on. And you do that thing that birds do when they fall a little bit, where like you pull your wings out and flap real hard to try and catch yourself, mm-hmm. but you just end up falling flat on your face. Oh, my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Are you all right? Ah, uh, it's fine. And I can get up and start hanging stuff again. Two in one day. That is a little weird. But hey, why don't I buy you a beer? As thanks for helping us. I wouldn't say no to that. All right. And from everyone else's perspective, Rovarth walks in with this uh, uh, gnome woman, gnomish woman, and they're uh, chatting about the festival. Ah, these must be your comrades you were telling me about. Oh, yes, yes. This is, uh, is Flint here? Uh, Flint's still upstairs. Uh, All right, well, this is Roscoe. Well, the sending spell Roscoe. doesn't take very long. <laughs> I mean, we haven't RP'd it I know yet. Roscoe's getting a beer, so. Yeah, That's true. Roscoe probably already has a mug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did Roscoe or Margo have any specific questions for the mayor? Uh, for once, no. I already asked about the tremors, by the way. When does the party start? Oh, the party starts at dawn. And then it will finish at the next dawn. (sighs) That sounds like so much fun. For what it's worth, while I'm drinking, I'm going to save my debauchery rolls for the actual festival. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Flint, what did you want to send to the kids? I'm going to send it to Hilda. Hilda, I'm so sorry. I haven't messaged you in a while. We're safe. We're on our way home. How are you doing? You get a message back. Uh, we're fine. Rawl and his friend have been helping Yarsel keep an eye on us. Oh, no. Uh, Rawl's... We're fine. Rawl and his friend are helping Yarsel keep an eye on us. That's 14. Uh, We definitely haven't gotten into any shenanigans or trouble. (laughs) They're going to be so leveled up when we get back. Oh, God. Here's the thing. This is only like a one time. Like, I would have to send another sending spell to (laughs) reply. Kieran is really excited to see you. Aw, that's sweet. They're up to something. <laughs> that's called foreshadowing. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. After Flint does that, he kind of just like, <sighs> okay, okay. Then goes back downstairs to tell everyone, hey, I messaged the kids. I think they're up to something. They're kids. Kids are always up to something. Uh, no, 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 no. I think they're up to not good shenanigans. Also, I I think of this because, uh, Rawl and uh, uh, he, a buddy of his are watching them. And this no, concerns me. Fine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've had good, reasonable influences from you two in their decisions. we're talking about the same people right stop it (laughs) Roscoe just looks at you and goes sarcasm I'm gonna have to teach it to you (laughs) 
And uh, Elric cuts in. He goes, man, well, I guess I did right by you. Flint blinks and looks at him and goes, I mean, that's, I mean, if you, that's debatable. And just goes to order a drink. What are you talking about debatable? Everything about who you are is because of me. Oh, God. Uh, Flint, that Flint has made it maybe like three steps, freezes, and Melee turns around and goes, excuse you? I fed you and raised you. I could have left you in that ditch where we found you. Ain't nobody wanted you. You're lucky I took you in. Oh, well, we wanted him, you jerk. Oh, so I imagine, like, you know, Vanya did nothing. I imagine everyone else did nothing. I imagine when you when you told me to get fucked meant nothing. It's called tough love. It didn't feel like love. Just felt like you being a dick because I decided to leave. Because I decided I didn't want to be a thief. Ain't nothing wrong with thieving. It's good, honest work. It's not good work when you're stealing poor people's entire life savings. That's what I had a problem with. Ain't nobody told them to be poor. Wait, what? And no one told you to be an asshole. And Anna Schlavik goes... I think it is time for me to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was it was lovely to meet you. Yeah, so Elric doesn't have much to say after that. And uh I'm getting a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe buys you the drink. But everyone is woken up the next morning by uh uh music. Yes. Hmm. Some of it's flutes, some of it's percussion. There are probably a couple trumpets in there, too. As there should be. Roscoe wakes up realizing he's been clutching his prismatic badge in his hand. And speaking of Roscoe, I want you to make a performance check. I think that would be... No, it wouldn't. History would be better. 17. Okay. Uh, Because... Musical training is part of a bard's training. Mm -hmm. You know that this music they're playing, the tune, Mm -hmm. it has the cadence of a lullaby. Okay. But it's been sped up to be, like, cheerier. All right. Kind of like how, or sped up might not, not be the right phrase. It's like the opposite of when you take a cheery song and play it in a minor key to make it creepy. Right. Um, they they took what is probably supposed to be a slow and even song and made it more jaunty. Okay. Well, that's neat. Would I... Do I have any idea what song they took? No. Okay. No, I don't think you would. All right. I just know what they're doing. Cool. Roscoe stretches and goes, it's going to be a long day. But my my companions deserve it. And he take, he looks at his badge and sighs and goes, I don't know if I do, though. And then stuffs it in his pocket and goes to see if they're awake. 
I imagine that no one is going to be able to sleep through the music. Margo is up and very excited and ready to go. Flick went to bed kind of pissed off, so he he wakes up a little groggy. He's like, eh. Margo shakes Flint. Flint! Flint! It's... Whatever. It's the festival! It's the festival! <laughs> Calm down. You got a full day ahead of you. You don't want to exhaust yourself within the first five minutes. Too late. <laughs> Too late. Flint just kind of like sits up and just like sits at the edge of the bed with his with his uh, head in his hands because oh god, headache. Once everybody's down, Ross doesn't go. You've all des- you all have earned this day. We've had a very difficult time. I'm glad we stopped here. You all enjoy yourselves, but please. Kind of glances at Margot for a second and then tries to break that <laughs> habit and goes, don't get into trouble. Well, we're not going to get in trouble because you're coming with us. Flint grabs yep. your hand and just kind of drags you off. Nope. 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 I don't want to take part in the festival, Flint. Come on. At least explore. Maybe you'll find something cool. Okay. If it means that much to you, I'll explore for a little bit. Yes. The festival has all kinds of games and food carts and beer. We could like have we could let Roscoe do sampling with the beers. R- Roscoe looks at Buffy and go, Are you planning my day? <laughs> <laughs> well your plans clearly involve shutting yourself up, so we're we're trying to, you know we're trying to make good memories. Well, there are there are a few contests. You can actually see there's kind of like an itinerary. And later in the day, there is a beer drinking contest. <laughs> Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, goodness uh, gracious. I hope not. And it's, you know, how many how many beers you can drink before you get sick or pass out. Yeah, I'm, well, thinking, that will- I'm thinking two of us do the beer contest. There's also a pie eating contest with much the same rules. <gasps> we should do that too. Yes. Pie. I want to do everything <laughs> on that itinerary, Eli. <laughs> um, I'm going to play a game. All right. Yeah, there are tons of carnival games. Yay. <laughs> Flint wants to win a carnival game so he can win Margo like the biggest stuffed animal. <laughs> I would laugh if you found a stuffed otter to win for Margo. <gasps> no, oh God, a stuffed, no, a stuffed owl bear. <laughs> so... Uh, all right, Flint, you come up to one of those uh, ring toss games. <laughs> um, Sue, go ahead and make a dexterity check. Okay. 14? Uh, you only managed to get one out of your five rings on there, which does win you three caramels. I'm okay with this. It's candy. Um, and Margo, you wanted to play a game? Yes. Your game is, well, you've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call it um, Smack the Rodent, <gasps> but it's a little clockwork game, and these wooden, uh, like woodchucks or moles or something, <laughs> pop up out of holes, and you have to hit them with this foam mallet. I, in real life, love that game. (laughs) (laughs) 
so excited. Uh, go ahead and make a dexterity check. Okay. I'm so excited. This is my favorite. Are you using your fancy new tower? <gasps> no. I need to go get it. <laughs> well, what did, what did you 17. get on that roll? 17. Okay. I'm then you go now. get your tower and then I'll tell you what you want. Yes. Hang on. While we're waiting, because there are some things of that that I missed, obviously we're doing the, the games and things. Is there any, like, I don't know, chess competition going on? Not chess, but there is a puzzle okay. contest. Basically, everybody has the same puzzle. It's one of those things where it's um, it's not nine squares. It's uh, 16 mm-hmm. squares but one of them is missing and you have to slide them all around oh, to whoever can solve the puzzle first. That one, okay. Yeah. I'll probably fail at that, but I'll try it. <laughs> all right. Uh, go ahead and make an intelligence check. No, that's not that bad then. I thought it was going to be wisdom. Uh, my intelligence check is an 11. All right. You come in second. Okay. So you do get a ribbon. I, I put it on my armor. Okay. Um, has Margot returned? Yes. Okay. Uh, you win a winged Drake toy. <gasps> Just like my little baby. Uh, no, nothing like your little baby. The newt. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I also realize, nothing like that. I realized something that might yes. actually make Roscoe feel a little better. Um, hmm. Roscoe's not interested in any games. I mean, he he watches him and he smiles and he's getting he feel good that his companions are enjoying him. But is there anything like like is there anything that involves him being able to perform like open mics or open stages and stuff like that? I mean, you can see the mayor. You can ask her. Roscoe goes to the mayor. Goes, good ma'am. Um. This is a festival of music and song, and if possible, I would like to potentially try to contribute to such things. Make a quick persuasion for me. All right. Because she's not against the idea, but she also has no idea what your skills are. (laughs) Well, good thing my skill is persuasion. That's a 20. Yeah. She goes, um, of course. We actually have some space open here. You'll only have a couple of minutes, but do you need to borrow an instrument? I have a lute. All right. I was just going to say, go ahead and make a uh, performance check, but you can, if you you know what kind of thing you're going to do. I did make a performance check, but we've, and since it's a good one, I'm going to tell you what he's going to do and then tell you what the mm-hmm. role is. Um, he's going to sing a song that's kind of personal, but... No one there is going to know what he's singing about. Um, but, you know, th- th- people are going to be able to feel it. Um, basically, he's singing this song about a person who has done wrong by their friends and um, will do all they can to make it up to them. It's a classic song, but it's going to have a modern twist to it. Okay. Um, and the role is a 24. All right. Um, your playing is... Because they... They have a cone set up for you to sing into to amplify your voice a bit. And they have a smaller cone 
lower because everything's kind of scaled for gnomes, so they're scaled for you too. Yep. There's a smaller cone where you would be playing the loot yep. uh, to help amplify that as well. Yep. And um, every the people near the stage get really into it. And I think Flint, Flint, you you hear this loot playing. And you look over at the stage and Roscoe is singing and playing his lute. Aw, he is having a good time. And, like, legit, it's not just, he's not just, like, singing the words. Like, you can legit hear the emotion in the words. Yeah. Flint gets excited at first because, you know, you're, you're, like, you're opening up, you're having fun. You're yep. engaging in the festival, but then he hears lyrics and it's like, and the smile just kind of slowly slits. It's like, oh, man. And the final line of the song is, They said I must suffer so others can experience joy. Singing by the permission I had to guard there. Yeah, and the crowd loses their mind when you're finished. And, like, Roscoe takes a deep, like, he looks lighter after he sang it. He decides, he goes, I was taught that when I was young. I'm glad you all enjoyed it. Um, so, who all is going to participate in the pie-eating contest? Me! Me. We'll say Roscoe's dragged into it. Yeah, Flint joins. Then I need everyone to make constitution checks. Oh, man. Yay! Wow. I get to use my new dice. Oh. E. <gasps> I rolled so good. That's a constitution one? Yep. Okay, I'm ready when you guys are. Yep. Uh, Margo. 21. Flint. That was very bad. That was a two. Roscoe. 18. Ooh. And Rovarth. Seven. <laughs> so, Flint, you get about halfway through one pie, and you realize, I have never eaten an entire pie by myself in my entire life. Yeah. Um. So you you just have to stop. Like you're <laughs> you're trying. Um. And Rovarth, you get you get through the one pie. Yeah. And then you're like, I I cannot. I can't. <laughs> oh my god. I imagine Flint's kind of like a part of the reason Flint's so. Even though he's tall, he's so skinny is because he also doesn't eat great he's one of those people he'll get so lost in a project he'll ignore his sleep and food well I, I imagine that he just doesn't eat a lot you know he just doesn't eat large portions um but anyway before you before you say how well i do can i add some color yes at first roscoe's not into it but then he takes the first bite and goes that's good pie they are all very good pies and once roscoe realizes good pie he gets into it <laughs> um and Roscoe, you actually beat out the next guy. You get about three pies deep before the timer goes off. And you're you're feeling okay. <laughs> You've had enough beer today that the pie is sitting pretty well. Yeah. Oh gosh, and I'll let you say how Margaret did that. I just realized how the pie eating contest should end. <laughs> yeah, Margot, when the you guys basically had like ten minutes. And Margot, you have five empty pie tins 
and just have your face inside of a sixth pie. No, what I imagine is Roscoe looks over and sees the five empty pie bins and sees the sixth pie and goes, where's Margo at? And Margo just bursts out of the sixth pie. And the pie just goes everywhere going, this is delicious. Uh, yeah, Margo has uh, uh, blueberries just like pasted across her face. Oh my god, I want a picture of this so bad. She just has jelly all over. She just has like, you know. Blueberry jam all over the place. Like, yeah, blueberry oh jam. Basically, yes. I just love her. Um, She's so cute. And Margot, you win. You are, you're so full. You're so incredibly full. <laughs> we had to roll her, we had to roll her back to the, back to the room. You walk up to Rovarth and just hold your arms up. Yes. <laughs> And when he picks you up, you just like you do that little kid thing where you just lay your head on his shoulder and close your eyes. Yeah. Yep. Take a nap. I got the food coma. Yep. Aww. Roscoe makes sure Margo's is isn't taking a food coma nap and goes, she deserves that. It's so cute. Um, and Roscoe, yep. a uh a woman approaches you, a gnomish woman. And um uh, she says, uh, hello, my name is Raquel Coquette. You were the one who performed that song earlier. I am. My name is Roscoe Suitfoot. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. We don't have many bards in this area. The The magic in the music was how I was able to tell. Roscoe nods and goes, you are correct. I am indeed a bard. I... I put as much my magic, my magic and my emotion both go into my music, and I am glad they both outpour greatly. Uh, I am the town historian. Ah, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. I am also a historian. Oh, do you have a specialty? I have been chronicling. The unfortunate event that was the Great War. Ah, then you're on the right continent. Yes. Uh, I I served during the war, but I never saw combat. If you if it is not too much to pry, can I ask what your service was? No, uh, of course. I worked. I was a uh, a medic. I saw a lot of the after effects of war. Even only seeing the after effects of war can be more than enough for a lifetime. I agree. Um, would you be interested in hearing a bit more about the festival? I would indeed, actually. Um, she goes to speak again, mm -hmm. and then another tremor hits um but this one's a lot more violent you know nothing's like no buildings are crumbling or anything like that and it really only lasts for maybe 10 seconds right um but a couple things fall off shelves um some drunks fall over uh margo you're woken up what happened it's just another tremor go back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that tremor seemed pretty violent. 
Um, Margaret says, okay, goes back to sleep. Yeah, I mean, it takes about 20 seconds before everybody just goes back to what they were doing. Right. Um, and Raquel goes, um, hmm, that one's a lot bigger than they usually are. Roscoe, I look at her and go, do you think it's big enough to be alarmed or just something to take note of? Um, I don't know. It depends on how accurate you think esoteric knowledge is. Can I make a, what check would that be? I I don't, I think that's just a Roscoe decision. How much does Roscoe believe that, uh, you know, really obscure things can obscure and barely verifiable things can be true. Okay. So she said estoic. Esoteric. Esoteric. Thank you. Yeah. Roscoe just looks and goes, care to explain further? Well, there's some of the legends about uh, middle suggests that she was a pacifist and abhorred violence. Um, and in those versions of the legend, she didn't kill the Tarasque. She put it to sleep. I, I nod to go. So, going by that theory, could the, would the Tremors be the Tarasque waking up? It could be. Um... I've always understood the festival as a celebration, but the the song that we play to initiate and end the festival is supposedly the song that Middle played. Ah. Um, So if it was once played with the magic, it could have been used to keep the Tarasque asleep. Then by chance... What would have changed if this was true, that that the music is no longer as effective? Um, I don't know. It it might just be waking up. I understand. Well, I would still like, if you would permit me, I would still like to sit down and enjoy and to understand more of the festival. And if you would like and are not bored by it, I would like like to know in depth better about the legend. Of course. Um. Yeah, she's very interested. Okay. In what you've learned, she's interested to know that Rovarth is a combat veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, and she isn't able to share much more information than I've already shared. Um, but she does kind of offhandedly mention that um, there are some caves to the west of town that uh, they are the reason that people think there's a cave system under the town that stretches all the way the 40 or so miles to the coast. All right. And she just mentions that offhand. Yeah, she's just like, oh yeah, and here's a neat thing. Okay. Out of character, I already know what Roscoe is going to do, but I'm waiting for the setup. <laughs> um... What do you want Roscoe to do? Well, what Roscoe's gonna well, Roscoe's not gonna do to me, but I already can tell Roscoe's gonna get bothered and want to go explore these caves. <laughs> yeah. Um 
your your conversation is just a conversation at the moment. Yeah, that's fine. And as a conversing, you know, can we would it be fair to say there's probably a few drinks going on? Oh yeah. Yep. What's that say in the middle of drink number three? Roscoe goes, humor me. How much do you believe in the possibility that these trimmers are something more than just trimmers? They aren't very well documented. They've, as long as the town has been here, there have been the tremors. So I can't say for certain if they're getting more frequent, but I think that they are. And regardless of whether the Tarask is alive or dead, if the tremors are getting more frequent, then that is a problem. And that's something we need to be careful about. Roscoe leans forward and Roscoe goes, and I go, well, I'll tell you what, I got to be perfect. If I'm being perfectly honest at the moment, I'm in no condition to do anything at this precise moment. But if it will be of comfort to you and possibly of help to the town, I can talk to my companions tomorrow. And at the very least, we could we could see if there's any we could do our best to explore the cave, see if there's anything to the trimmers. Peace of mind peace of mind is better than constantly worrying. I would appreciate that and Mayor Slopic uh, although I don't think that she believes the Tarras could be alive or that the Tremors are a problem, she certainly wouldn't object. The thing about belief and no belief is verification should never be disregarded. And if we go there and it's just Tremors, okay, you just deal with Tremors all your time. But if you think personally that they're getting worse and we do find something... It's better to stop it before to become more than just trimmers. I agree. Um, so, for everyone else, Margot, you do wake up in time uh, for the pinata. <gasps> it is... You assume it's supposed to be a Tarask, and Roscoe, as drunk as he is, would not hold back from mentioning that there is no single consistent description of a Tarask. Right. Uh, or the Tarask. Because no one's really sure if there's one or a bunch of them. Right. <laughs> um, I will say, you know he's drunk. Roscoe is not going to mention anything about exploring caves yet. He's going to let his companions finish enjoying the night. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I imagine you're just too drunk to not share the... Oh, fun fact. Oh, yeah, fun fact. I can see... Actually, if you allow me... I just, Go ahead. I just rolled... I'm going to make two rolls, <laughs> and I'll explain why. Well, I made a 26 performance. Okay. Um, and I made a 18 history. The rest of the night is fun facts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're actually pretty fun. Yep. Like, you're in such a good mood while you're handing them out. Yep. <clears throat> um, and actually, Roscoe was common or halfling your first language? Oh, Lord. Did we ever establish that? Or can I just throw out what I think it was? You can throw out what I don't think we've established we'll it. We'll say halfling was his first language. Okay. Um, as you get drunker, your accent starts coming out. Mm-hmm. 
So as you get drunker, you start being like, Whoa, fun fact, no one actually knows what a Tarrasque looks like. You know what I like? This is probably the best mood the companions have seen Roscoe in a while. <laughs> yeah, in weeks. Yes. But Margot, so this piñata is like the size of a Clydesdale. Oh my god. Amazing. And they don't really take turns. It, they, it's literally just all the kids pick up sticks and starts beating on this piñata. <laughs> I'm gonna join in. Until it explodes open into candy. I'm gonna join in. I'm going to grab a um, stick. I don't have a lot of strength. I mean, so I'm not going to, like, pop it open before the kids do. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm excited. Uh, well, what you have is precision. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> um, But yeah, you guys, you and the other children explode this pinata. Um, And because you are a considerate person, you make sure that all the other kids get you know, big handfuls before you take any. And also because she's currently got a food coma. <laughs> yeah. You are pretty sluggish, yeah. <laughs> Did anyone want to do anything specific before the morning? It was just the drinking contest. That was it, I think. Ah, yes, the drinking contest. Um, all right, so everybody make constitution checks. Margot and Roscoe make them at disadvantage. Because you are full of pie. That means I take the lowest number, right? Yep. <laughs> what did Margo get? A nine. It's going to be funny. Uh, Flint. Flint's got a 12. All right. Uh, Roscoe. A 13. All right. And Rovarth. And 11. All right. <clears throat> with the exception of Margot, who uh, picks a fight with a curtain <laughs> about two of the 10 minutes in. Imagine it like a cat where they get all stuck in it and they fall to the ground, it's, ripping it off the wall. <laughs> it's literally you are so drunk that you kind of wander away. And then, yeah, you just get tangled up in this curtain. Um, and the rest of you do pretty well. Mm-hmm. You don't win, but you do pretty well. Well, when you're drinking, you've already won. Yes. This is true. Yep. Um, so, in the evening, uh, everything kind of is winding down. It's still going on. Yeah. The party officially doesn't end until the morning. Right. Um, but... A lot of the people in town, you know, have jobs. <laughs> ah, yes, jobs. I think we're also um, pretty tired, too, so. Yeah. yeah. And you guys, uh, Elric spent most of his day moping in the room. Oh, no. He's sad <laughs> because I ca- Flint called him out on his shit. How dare. Yep. Um, so... In the morning, you guys are eating your breakfast. Um, I imagine most of you feel kind of sick. Yeah. Uh, yep. Flint's like, I drank too much. That pie was so good. <laughs> I feel so sick. Um, Roscoe comes down a little late, not because of moping reasons, just because 
it was a full. It was the first full day he's had in a while, so he's a bit sluggish. He's also full of pie and booze. <laughs> I like to imagine that uh, Roscoe comes down, and the reason you know that he wasn't late because he was moping is because he sh- he's uh, shaved. Yes. You know, I mean, he still has his uh, his mutton chop mustache, but he's cleaned up the stubble and everything like that. I will say, um, because everybody knows Roscoe well enough, he's not back to full Roscoe-ness yet, but you can see that the path to it is started, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he definitely has a pep in his step again, and he's getting ready to eat a nice hearty breakfast. And after a few bites, Roscoe casually goes... So, good sirs and lady, how would you all be up to doing some potential good? Good how? Yeah. Well, Roscoe says, I say as I take a delicious bite of breakfast, I was talking to a wonderful historian last night, and from her observations, the tremors may possibly be getting worse. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Now, there is no... Let me be clear, there is no concrete knowledge, and it's possible that it is absolutely nothing. But, in my adventures, I know one thing. Any chance to any chance to head off a problem before it becomes a problem isn't a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, there are some caves. There's a cave system that I was told about. And if we get under the town... Maybe we can see if there's a source of these trimmers. Best case scenario, they're just trimmers and they just have to live with them. Worst case scenario, deep breath. The thing they thought, the thing, and then just gets quiet. The thing that the legends are about might be sleeping and not actually slain. Oh, I don't like that. I have a theory based on what Eli said. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. There is no... Calm down. There is no evidence of this. It's all legend. But sometimes legend is based in truth. I've read enough history to know. And I You've would, experienced enough history to know. I've experienced mm-hmm. enough history to know. We So we all... Roscoe takes a deep breath. I've killed enough history to know. If there's any... This town has given us an incredible night we all need. The last last guilt we, any of us needs in our minds. We just walk away thinking everything's fine. And then next time we come by, this town is gone. This town has given us a fun-filled night and it has filled our hearts and has filled our spirits. We owe it to them to go explore these caves and make sure everything is okay. And if everything's not okay, we correct it. Okay. All right. Lovarf? I'm, I'm always down to uh, solve some mysteries. <laughs> Very don't good. Sound, do crew. Don't sound Ruh-roh. so excited. <laughs> Roscoe gets a smile and looks at Flint and goes, Flint, you are incredible. We're going to show, we're going to go make sure this town is saved. And show your bastard of a father exactly how much, how far you've come. Aww. This is dope. I'm so excited. 
Alrighty. Uh, the caves are pretty easy to find. Okay. Um, you you get in, and uh, you understand why the townsfolk think that the caves go all the way to the ocean. Like, they're damp. Right. Uh, there's a lot of stalagmites and stalactites. And, uh, as you're kind of walking around in them, there's another tremor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the tremor coincides with a rush of air going into the cave and a rush of air coming out of the cave. I don't like it. Uh, oh, that's alarming. Like a breath. Yep. Oh, I... And you guys are traveling in what you believe is the uh, direction of the town. Mm-hmm. And as you do, uh, eventually you hit a wall. Now, is everyone using their dark vision, or are you guys using a uh, torch um, or a lantern? Flint would have cast the daylight spell for Roscoe. I mean, uh, not the daylight, the the light cantrip on your orb. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm using my devil's sight. Okay. Yeah. Um. As you move, you come up to this wall in the uh, thing and notice that the one wall of the cave is the same granite as the rest. But the other wall is this like speckled brown. It just doesn't look like the rest of the stone. Oh, I guess I need to continue. I didn't know if you guys wanted to do anything. Sorry. (laughs) You don't have to. It's just, well, I was pausing to give you the option. There was a moment where I was worried we all cut out, and I was about to type something. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I didn't hear uh, the options. Yeah, I didn't. No, well, I mean, I don't have any specific options to give you. I, mean, I don't know if you want to do anything. So we come across a wall, right? That's Well, you're in a tunnel of this cave system, and one side and the floor and the ceiling is the same gray granite that you've seen this whole time. Um, but the other wall is a, uh, like a speckled brown. Hmm. Okay. Can I touch the granite wall, then touch the brown speckled wall? Does it feel different? Yes, it definitely feels different. Mm. Oh. The, the, um, the speckled different. wall actually, f- so they both feel smooth. The caves were clearly formed by water. Um, But the speckled wall feels worked. Like, it's just much smoother. Hmm. Uh, With the exception of these, like, divots. um, Almost as if it's, like, rocks piled up. Like, it's an actual wall, not just, you know, the edge of of a tunnel. Hmm. I say we look for a way into that structure. All right. You guys walk along, and um, there's another tremor 
Mm-hmm. And again, this rush of wind in to the cave, like pull it, it almost pulls you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then a rush of wind out that almost pushes you a little bit. And Flint, you're walking along and you're dragging your hand along this wall. And the direction you're moving in, as you move along it, these stones that this wall seems to be made of get finer and finer. Um, they started out, each one was probably bigger than your torso. Uh, but now each one is probably only the size of your hand. The stones are getting smaller. Hmm. Maybe eroded? Yeah, I guess. Eventually, you get to a part where it's just... It looks like a weird carving. And you're not really sure what it's supposed to be a carving of. Mm -hmm. Um, But as you drag your hand across it, it stops feeling that smooth solidness and starts feeling... Leathery. Oh, Oh, shit. It's a critter. And you pull your hand back, and the eye opens. Oh, no. no. And you see this large, yellow, snake-like eye. And this episode's over. Oh. Uh, Wait, into the episode before I could ask you a question? Oh, <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, hey, Abby, you got any pluggables? Yep. Um, I have a Twitter and Instagram and a TikTok, all are elvenly underscore E. Listen to me scream about the Tarasky Eli's about to throw at us. Have a good day. Uh um. I have a YouTube channel that's Aerosol Prime, E-R-A-S-Y-L space P-R-I-M-E, and uh, go check that out because there's a lot of roleplay stuff on it, like, you know, D&D and stuff and things. And uh, I'm terrified a little bit right now, so I'll pass it to the next one. On to the next one. You can visit me on Twitter, TarasqueFree at Jarius underscore Jer. You can visit me on Instagram, also TarasqueFree at JerryJerryQuiteContrary. And you can listen to me talk about pro wrestling, which may have Tarasks, because who knows what will pop up in wrestling at VoicesOfWrestling.com under the name Jerry Evans. Tarask. <laughs> oh my god. I'm Ashley. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter under AmCosplayClean, talking about roleplay stuff and art stuff and maybe sewing stuff. And I have been Eli... And if, much like a Tarask, you would shovel every single stone dice into your mouth, then you can find me online at royalartisanprops.com. Bye. (laughs) Bye. You concern (laughs) me. Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. Please, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.